Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 22 of my 90 Day Money Challenge, where I'm taking a good hard look at my relationship with money, my relationship with work, time, and success. And I've been finding some really juicy gold nuggets in here. And uh, today's one is particularly poignant for me because I've spent most of my life rushing. And today's thought is there's too much to do. Sound familiar? Thought so. So as I prepared to dive into meditation around this thought, I brought to mind, well, it wasn't very hard actually, I immediately was flooded by all of the things that I have to do. I gotta fix my car, I gotta send a proposal, I need to onboard new clients, I need to uh, keep getting my new desk set up, etc., etc. The list goes on endlessly. And meanwhile, I need to do laundry. There are some like other random things that are falling by the wayside because there's too much to do. And this one really hits hard on multitasking. Uh, so it's gonna get interesting as we go in. So let's dive right in. The first question, when we go in, we're really questioning these thoughts. We're like taking the thought and we're shaking it around in all different directions to find out what is really true here. Is it true there's not enough, uh, there's too much to do? Is it true? And I was so overwhelmed by all of these thoughts. And I was actually, as I was sitting there trying to focus on the question, is it true there's too much to do? I was already going into planning the next things in my day. And it took me a while to be able to come back and say, oh, that's the part of me that says, yes, it is true. There is too much to do. Look at all of these things that are there to do. Right, so then you're invited to go into the next question. Can you absolutely know for certain that there is too much to do? So that question always takes me one level deeper into really taking a look at, well, there's too much to do. Is that really what's happening here? What does seem to be happening is I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. That's happening. Now, is that because there's too much to do? And then the thought that occurred to me there was, you know, there's a little bit of space where I'm feeling overwhelmed. Here is the world filled with things and I'm associating them like I'm overwhelmed because of the world filled with things. And it's possible that I'm overwhelmed because I'm holding all of these things and thinking I have to do them all, but not because there are too many things to do out there in the external physical world. So that was brought enough doubt for me to say, no, I can't absolutely know that it's true, that there is too much to do. <sighs> and with the no, you're invited to really feel that no. What does it feel like to say, oh, I don't know that it's true. 
that there's too much to do, or actually questioning the thought and finding out whether it's true or not. Whenever you have a no, that's a big moment. So it's worth sitting with that, right? And then when you're ready, you go on to the next question, which is how do you react when you believe that thought? And where I went was right into stress adrenaline land, right? It's like the adrenaline kicks on and I'm go, go, go. And I am thinking of a thousand things. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed to tears. I spent a little bit of time crying while I was sitting there just thinking about all the things that I have to do that I'm overwhelmed by. And the part of this question is, how do you treat yourself? How do you treat other people? And what I noticed is with other people, I'm just like so overwhelmed. I'm like, nobody talk to me. Everybody go away. No more demands. Nobody need me for anything. I don't want to hear any communication. I don't want to open up my email. I don't want to open up any text threads. I just want everybody to get out of my way, to go away. In fact, I want to go live in a cave by myself. And even that is problematic because then I'm going to have to deal with mice and, you know, wolves and like, and I got to find food. And now there's, I'm stuck in the same problem again where there's too much to do. And all that I want to do is just rest. Is just rest. <sighs> and what came out of that is seeing that the way I treat myself is I'm all alone. I have to do it all myself. And I've always struggled in my life with asking for help and thinking other people are not competent and uh, feeling like, well, I'm, I'm the only one who can come in and fix it. That was my role in my family. I was a fix-it person. I was the tech person. Uh, something would go wrong. I was there to fix it because nobody else would, right? At least that's my thinking. It's interesting to see, well, what if I pull myself out? Then what happens? Do people fix things? In the end, people do because they want things to work. Yeah. Okay. And underneath all of that frustration is this sad place that's like, just wants to be cared for, just deeply wants to relax. And that brought up a, a willingness question for me, which is, would I be willing to care for myself before I go to push through? Would I be willing to care for myself? And I carefully worded that, not instead of pushing through, because probably for the next months at least, I'm going to still be kind of struggling with that same rushing pattern. So assuming that I keep rushing, am I willing to care for myself for a few moments before I jump into the rush? And then extend that, and then extend that until I'm really looking forward to the practice of, of being and moving slowly and doing one thing at a time. All right, let's go into the fourth question. Totally free of this thought. There's too much to do. Who are you? What do you experience? Totally, completely free. Looking at, and this is the important part, is you have to observe the same situation, right? We're just trying to see what's the effect of the thought, with the thought, without the thought, but on the same situation. So looking at 
needing to fix my car, needing to do marketing work, needing to onboard new clients, needing to finalize the contracts. Who am I without the thought there's too much to do? <sighs> without that thought. At first, I could only conceptualize of it. Uh, it took me a while to actually feel it in my body. But when I started to go there, oh, who would I be without the thought? There's too much to do. I started to think about, oh yeah, it's like I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm relaxed, I'm just doing one thing. You know, I'm just writing. Uh, and I'm really in the zone. Those times when you're in the zone, that feels so free and relaxed. And it's like you're able to accomplish a lot, but it's very easy and you're not rushing through it. And because you're not rushing through it, you're actually able to move very quickly because it's just channeling right through you. So I was like, oh yeah, that experience. I forgot about that experience and all my rushing. Um, and then I started to feel the calm in my body. My breath started opening up. Right, so it's okay to start in with a cognitive approach, but that's not the final place. I want to come all the way to an embodied experience of this uh, freedom from the thought. So then I notice my mind is clearer, my body's more relaxed, my breath is open, and I can see each thing that I have to do as just one thing. Right? I've got to go and install this thing in my car. Great, that is one thing. And I would love to find the right time to do that thing. The right time is not now. The right time to do something else is never now. And then finally, out of that, I start to feel excited to do the one thing that I am doing right now. The thing that's emerging, because then there's some life to it. There's some, there's some breath, there's some play. Okay. Let's go into the turnarounds here. So the first turnaround is there isn't too much to do. And this became clear when I started to look at, well, I see these things in the external world that I'd like to do, but the, my car isn't saying to me, like verbally, no way, I need you to install this thing. Uh, my work isn't saying to me, no way, I need you to do marketing. I am saying that to myself. Oh, I need to fix the car. Oh, I need to do this marketing work. Oh, I need to. Oh, I need to. I need to. I need to. That's all happening here. So there's too much to do. There isn't too much to do. Um, there's too much thinking. And there's too much thinking there's too much to do. That's the too much that's happening. I'm the one who's deciding what to do this whole time. So another example of, of how it's equally as true or maybe more true that there isn't too much to do is that right now in this moment, this is it. Right now I am talking to you and this is all that's happening. It's all that I can do. This is what there is to do. There isn't too much to do. There is this to do. And then finally, a third example is too much to do lives in the future. 
anytime I think, oh, I have to do this other thing, where that should actually go is on a list. A list where I can go through and say, hmm, what do I want to do now? But that thing living in my brain, and this is something David Allen talks about in his book, Getting Things Done, is me trying to do two things or more at the same time is stress. That is uh, what stress is, is me trying to either be in two places at once, not be in the place that I am, or do multiple things at once. That causes stress. And it's also impossible. And multitasking is impossible because of that. Even if you're switching very quickly back and forth, you know, like sometimes I will try to do work in the rest times while I'm working out, it just makes my workout really stressful and it makes whatever work I'm trying to do really stressful. And it elongates the time and squeezes my brain in. Yeah, so too much to do is always in the future and it's always gonna cause stress. All right, let's go to another turnaround. There's the perfect amount to do. I love this one uh, because besides what I'm thinking and believing, there is only this to do, which is the perfect amount because it's, it's already happening. There's, I can't even stop what's, what there is to do because it, it, I'm already doing it. And even if I was to go somewhere into a cave and, and just sit down and do nothing, I would be there doing nothing, which is what I'm doing. And then I would probably stand up, which is what I would be doing. And then I might go walk and, you know, go to the bathroom. And then that's what I'm doing. And it's all the perfect thing to do. And there's no stopping it. There's no control at all. It's a, a place to totally surrender into the perfectness and the completeness of any moment. All right, another example of there's the perfect amount to do. That everything takes exactly the amount of time that it takes. All right, sometimes when we're planning, which is really another way to say guessing, uh, about how long things will take, or if we're setting deadlines, which is another way to say guessing, um, we're doing a mental model on reality uh, that's thought-based, and in reality, things take exactly the amount of time they take, not a millisecond more. They only ever take exactly the amount of time that they take, which is the perfect amount of time because it's the only possible time it takes things to happen. So if I'm building a website for a client, it takes exactly the amount of time that it takes. And that amount of time is perfect because it's the only time possible. That can be a difficult one to integrate and to maybe stomach, but, it's, but we're looking for the truth here. What is true about time? What is true about uh, how much there is to do, and we're starting to find out, well, what's true is what happens. This is what's real. All right, final example of there's the perfect amount to do uh, is that the experience of doing one thing at a time is completion, is ease, is flow, is, you know, being in the zone, being in your genius, doing just one thing at a time is free of stress. It can be really joyful. It can be exciting. 
because you're able to bring your full self to it. You're not splitting yourself or uh, I don't even know if splitting ourselves is possible, but you're not bouncing, boom, 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 which is a lot of activity, a lot of stimulation and very quickly overstimulates us. So there is the perfect amount to do. Okay, great. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to share these insights and it's always a powerful experience to do these uh, questions. And I really encourage you, do the work. You're gonna start to see it impact every area of your life. You're gonna uncover your deepest patterns that have been going on since you were two or three or four years old and every different stage in between. I've, I've met myself at eight years old, gone back there and had good conversations. I've met myself at 14 years old and had really powerful conversations. Honestly, whatever you do the work on, it's going to be really impactful. Uh, but doing the work on money and success and work and time, this whole area, because we spend so much time stressing about it, I think has a really powerful effect. So good luck and please comment, send me your insights. I love hearing them. I love these conversations. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business from virtual assistants to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.